Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my ad. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. It's nothing more than a cute rat, okay? Dan, Dan, you're, okay, from your younger years, you're obviously killing small animals. Now... You're older, you're shooting squirrels in your yard, <laughs> and you not only do, you tell me about it, you sent me photos of it before. They deserve to oh. die. So I, are you the alphabet killer in Rochester that like that still hasn't been caught? <laughs> I mean, I, you're moving suspiciously. Is it because you ran out of room for the bodies in the yard? Yes. <laughs> like, the man, house oh man. isn't big enough. He, he also kills seagulls, too. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Rats with wings, we'd call them. Oh, okay, but is. in fairness, in fairness, <laughs> anybody could have killed that seagull that day. It's just I happen to be the one with the arm. Mike and I would go to the beach and we'd just throw rocks at seagulls for fun. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Jesus. Why don't you just be like normal kids and do drugs? I don't <laughs> understand. That's critical mass, folks. Right there. Lock that. it up, seal it, put it on vinyl, and sell it. Wow. That's pretty wild. Yeah, man. And I would have gone bigger, but, you know, the kids are trying to sleep. Well, yeah, you got to you know I mean? take into account them. I got to hold back. got to hold back. Well, you, if you went full Dan, uh, you'd probably just burn the house down. <laughs> and you can't do that. Fun fact, I used to take a a box of matches. You, you, you hold one of them upside down where the match head is touching the, we'll call it the landing strip, and uh, you flick it with your finger. And as it flicks towards someone, end over end, it lights midair. Ooh. So it's like shooting little torches at people, and it's fun. And wow. uh, I, was doing, I was doing that one time, and I, my friend Brian Clark punched me square in the face. Wow. He's got a temper issue. He's got an anger issue. <laughs> In fairness, um, though, I deserved it. I mean, I was flicking it at a room full of people, uh, so I, I probably deserved that. But that's I mean, okay. I feel like if I were to ever, like, if I were to ever have a villain, it would be Brian Clark, and I, I don't even know him that well. <laughs> you two really, like, oddly seem sort of comically polar opposites yes like, like in a comic book sort of way like you're not literally the opposite person but you're very different like you're an italian he's an irishman you know you're both but you're both like obnoxious 
Yes. And I think that's what annoys you about each other. Yes. Like you like, hate you hate that in yourself, so you hate it in him. Yeah, I mean, and that's that makes a good uh, villain story, you know. And I would be the villain in his story. Exactly. Um, and gotta I gotta get him that, on the show. Yeah, I I mean, I'd love to just argue with someone for two hours straight, which is pretty much what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no, but yeah, sometime we'll get him on. Sometime we'll get him on. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So what's going on? What's uh. You know, I know, like, switching gears here, and and you tell me as well, obviously, um, but this whole uh, Supreme Court hearing um, with Amy, you know, Trump's pick, um, you know, there's, I don't know. Well, first of all, she has a hyphenate name. Isn't it Barrett Cohen or Barrett? Yeah, it is. And it's like, wait this doesn't really fit the narrative of a conservative woman who, you know, relinquishes all control to her husband, et cetera. You know, well, a, yeah. a, a hyphenate name is, is something that you find on the left with like lesbians and progressives and things like that. Sure. And I read there, you know, been... communists, communists, yeah, communists, communists. Yeah. No, I've read a, a couple of articles that say that she has been lauded, by liberal attorneys and and other liberals for being on the fence with things. Now, you have to understand in an age of fake news, you know, I I can't I have to look at the source of that article, but I also there were multiple articles and they were not conservative rags, if you will, that um that stated that about her. Um of course there were other you know, liberal rags that were denouncing her and doing kind of like Handmaid's Tale-esque comments. And I get that, but I don't know. I watched part of the hearings and she didn't seem like she wasn't talking about boofing and screaming about her buddy, her buddies that are drinking, you know, at her fraternity and having a calendar as proof that right. he didn't rape someone that day. Right, um, right. You know, it, it actually seems somewhat normal. Um, she even apologized about something that she said, uh, talking about the LGBT community, um, which yes, in, 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 in her defense, let's just say that she misspoke. She said, um, she basically referred to being gay as a choice. Uh, she called it a sexual preference. Correct, which indicates and, a choice, and, which it's not. And so someone called her out on her bullshit, and she was like, look, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything by it. I, you know, I, she didn't really go into explaining if she truly believes that you know, being gay is a choice or not. I mean, we, the whole point is that I don't give a shit. Like, Okay, she's conservative. I mean, she's made it very clear how she feels in her personal life. Yeah, she she wants to. She would love to overturn Roe v. Wade. That there's no doubt about it. And she sure. would love to take away gay marriage. I mean, there's no doubt about that either. But when when you ask her these questions about how she would act on the court, yes, she has a very calculated answer. Yes. And one that I think most people would agree with, which is that there's there should be no such thing as her personal opinion. Correct. I agree. I actually agree with you on this one. And you know how much I hate conservatives, but I'm also a realist. 
Right. And I can see things like I look at things and I see them and I, I try and make myself. The key is I with all things, I try and make myself understand them from their point of view to the best of my ability. And sometimes I'm not able to do that. But when you do that and can't can think of a conceivable reason as to this being good, then, yes, it's an awful thing. But in her situation, I'm trying to see it to her point of view is she has personal beliefs and it's okay because that's America, but it's how do you apply those to the court? And if her answers stay on that line of what I believe personally and what is for the good of the people are two different things, then I can respect that. I can understand that. All right. Mm -hmm. So you're a crazy conservative weirdo. Fine. Are you bringing that to the court? No. All right. Then I'm going to respect you for that. But once, right. you know, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, the problem is that it doesn't matter whether you, you refer to yourself as a conservative in your personal life or a liberal in your personal life. And then if you even stand in front of all these people at the congressional hearing and say, well, you know, I'm just going to be a judge and follow the law. Anybody can say that. But it doesn't mean that it's true. I mean, not to we're not naive. And just like you said, you're looking for certain things like. How is it that you have a constitution and a democracy, a country that is supposed to be separate from church and state, and yet there's so many people in their lives who use their spiritual guidance as they journey through their life? I mean, every decision that they make is informed by who they are as a person. Sure, sure. I mean, if she's just going to follow the law as the law, then we can just get Google machines in there. Right? Well, we don't need humans. That's very true. There is one thing that she said that could be concerning or, you know, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm trying to be fair here, as as fair as I can. And anyone, if you've listened to our show, you know how I loathe the party and how I loathe Donald Trump. I I loathe them. So understand that, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. One thing that she said during the hearing is that she believes the constitution is as is, is to be believed as is, is to be interpreted as is. That's what she, that's not a direct quote, but that's paraphrasing what she said her beliefs are in terms of the constitution. Right. But but the, the problem is, is that it was written 200 and whatever years ago. Correct. But this is the thing. This is the thing to me. There is a meme going around, a liberal meme, that says, I can shut that down in one word. Slavery. Mm. Because of the Constitution, slavery, you know, in the original, in the original writing of the Constitution, it didn't denounce slavery. Right. But, like, is that fair? Like... Was slavery fair? No, obviously. But I'm saying, is it fair to go to that extreme for what she said? I'm not saying either side is right or wrong. I'm posing oh, the I question. Think, I think the, the idea is that even if you say that you aren't going to interpret left or right, like it, that therefore leaves out so many questions. Because the Constitution, although it may not explicitly say what is right or wrong with slavery or for any other unseen issue that may come up in the future. We want to know how she's going to react to these things. So you can't just say 
oh, I'm going to interpret the Constitution as it is. Well, we need more than that because the Constitution doesn't actually cover everything. That's a that's a good point. I completely agree. And plus, the current writing of the Constitution does contain an amendment of which makes slavery illegal. Um, the you know, one, so yeah. correct. So if if she didn't say, I only support the ten, the first ten amendments in the Bill of Rights in the original Constitution, it's not what she said. She just said, I. You yeah. know, well, I, I think... follow the Constitution, and that's what it is. It's in there. But what I'm saying is we talk so much about the the spun media from Fox News. And, Dan, we obviously know that it's it's true that they're not real news. We know that. Yeah. But but when, when I, I call it out, when I see it on our side, too, do you see what I'm saying? It yeah, feels like they're really, really sensationalizing but I think, her I nomination. Think... I think a lot of people are conflating these issues between, you know, how to interpret law, what is the law, how will she interpret it, what does her Christianity have to do with it. I think what she's really trying to say is that she doesn't feel like the Supreme Court has any jurisdiction to interpret something that isn't already written down. Therefore, if you want change, if you want Roe v. Wade overturned, okay— if you want gay rights overturned, go through the legislature. That's her point. Change it in the Constitution via the lawmakers, not the court. I, okay. believe, that, I believe that was Justice Scalia's uh, point of view as well, and she was an understudy for him, worked for him, etc. She models her entire career after him. Sure. So, so when they ask her all these questions, she's saying, look— I, I really don't think that I should be answering any questions about who I am personally and how I'm going to respond to things personally. That's completely different. I'm here to interpret what's already written down on the page as the law. Now, if I had a choice, of course I'd go in and change Roe v. Wade. But I do it through the legislature. She thinks that the, the population as a whole, that's how democracy should move forward. It's by changing yeah. things on the federal level at Congress, not not through the Supreme Court. So, I mean, I happen to agree with her, but I think that sure. there's a lot, there's still a lot at stake, and, and the court can actually have a huge, huge impact on that. So, Yes, and I think that, you know, Donald Trump has publicly said he wants to stack the court with conservatives because if there is anything with the election, he has the votes on the the you know judiciary side, which is super fucked up for him to say. And the fact that he even said that his his worry right now, his number one concern is the election. We are still in a pandemic. We are still in trillions of dollars in debt. Unemployment is rampant right now. Businesses are shutting down left and right, the backbone of America, which is small businesses. And people are still voting for him. Like that in itself, that in itself, that one thing is inexplicable. His number one concern is the election. His number one concern should be the American people. And then yeah. I say these things to Trump supporters and they say, well, you know, he is America. What? He's not America. You're America. I'm America. Yeah. The, the people are America. These people are supposed to be taking care of our country, which we are. We are part of. 
the and people that lost their lives for this country that he called losers and suckers. Like those what? those people are America. Like yeah, and you sit there. I, I just I I don't understand. If you took away everything else, if you took away everything else he's done, and just say that that is okay. For him to be so clear in his actions and his words that the election is his number one focus, is his number one thing, when we are dealing with what we're dealing with, that in itself is inexcusable. Period. Anyone yeah. and, who and, has a counter-argument is wrong. Yeah, and Amy Barrett-Cohen was asked straight up, you know, look, are you going to recuse yourself if it comes down to a Supreme Court decision over whether or not Trump gets reelected? And And she basically couldn't answer because of a lot of sort of now, I wouldn't say convoluted, but nuanced issues within the court that, like, you don't just recuse yourself willy-nilly. No, like, no. you're a Supreme Court justice. It takes a lot to do that. Yes. And she basically said, you know, I'd, I'd have to confer with my associates. I'd, I'd ask them, you know, what they thought and what their opinion is and my friends and family as well. Uh, but she said, look, I don't really think it's going to be an issue. I don't think it's going to come down to that. And secondly, I'm not the type of person, and you can ask anybody, that that would actually be bought like that. I, I don't work for him. You know, I'm not going to be doing that kind of stuff. But then you think to yourself, like, Is so many true? people, yes, yeah, so many people that are sitting in that chair saying that could be so fucking full of bullshit. You know what yes. I mean? How but, easy would it be to say, no, I'm not going to do that. Of course not. No, I, and I agree with you, but for some reason with her, I don't know, just based on my own independent reading, I feel like in her personal life she's batshit crazy with her weird culty Christianity shit. Like, believe me, you, I am not excusing that. Her most likely gay-hating, uh, racist family that she's in and exclusionary with her personal Christian beliefs. Yet, yeah, I'm not excusing any of that. That's That doesn't make that okay. But based on what I'm reading and how she practices the law, I feel like she is the least of our concerns of what is currently going on right. personally. So you feel like I, that Christianity gives her a backbone of ethics in some way and that we don't have to worry about her ethically. I don't think and I don't think we have to worry about her ethically. I think that I think that she's going to be fine on the court. I think she's batshit crazy as a person. Mm -hmm. The question is going to become, is she full of shit right now? Um, and I mean, like, dude, as much as I can sit here and say, I don't feel like she is, I could be completely wrong. What the hell do I know? Yeah. Look, I don't want to delve into too much conspiracy theory here, but, you know, three Supreme Court justices in four years is unprecedented. And mm -hmm. for a president who has been chopped off at the knees power wise you know it, it, it seems like it would be a smart move for him to do everything he can to get more justices on the court so the republican party helped him out before the election by not allowing barack obama to nominate yep. his buddy i remember and and so that was a win for trump and then what what gets me is the kennedy justice kennedy thing when he retired he wasn't that old I mean, like, no. if, if Ginsburg would basically still be working if it weren't for cancer. Yeah. Like, what was Kennedy doing? Why did he actually retire? And I know it's really dangerous to play around with conspiracy theories, but we are talking Nowadays. about... Nowadays. Yeah, well, any... Nowadays, and, and 
we we're dealing with a president who's a shyster. Yeah, right? oh God, yes. He's, a, yes. he's an awful businessman who will do anything above board anything. or below it to 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 win. And uh-huh. something just yeah. tells me that 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 whole thing that went down. I just I don't I didn't ever liked it from the beginning and I didn't like it at the end. But with not only Kennedy leaving, but then nominating Kavanaugh, like the worst possible person, Ugh. had Amy Barrett Cohen yeah. been nominated at that time, I think we would have been all been saying, "Well, this sucks. The Trump gets to get two of them in, but at least you know Gorsuch was a decent guy, even though he was clearly conservative as well, and Barrett yeah. is too. But at least they're decent people." Well, I mean Gorsuch. Yeah. Gorsuch has even been in the in the dissenter in the dissenting group uh, with, with these bills, uh, you know, against the Republican true. majority, the conservative majority. So that is true. I did see, see that. Yeah, yeah, I did see that too. That's a good point. Um, you know, he seems decent, and I, I, I don't know. I just I think that she's the least of our concerns. I think the most of our concerns right now, Dan, which I think scares me genuinely is a militia uh, planning to set off a second civil war and kidnap a governor um yeah. a governor from a state that Trump specifically called out and when he says things like you know stand back and stand by or whatever or tells him to go to polling places that is the shit that scares me that right. is the shit that's bothersome, and it's it's insane. And then I, I I was thinking, my brain was thinking things, and that is very painful for me. So I put them on the critical mass page, and I wrote, I wrote, if you're black, you're in a gang. If you're brown, you're a terrorist. Oh, but if you're white, you're a militia. Right. You see that the ingrained racism in that. Right. I mean, obviously you're generalizing, and that's the point. Everybody generalizes. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we don't generalize here at all because we're never perfect. We oh, are we're absolutely perfect. I don't know. I'm, I'm back to the court thing, though. You you say that you're worried more about these militia groups, and obviously they're a huge problem. Yeah. Um, but. The courts, it's not just the Supreme Court that's an issue. It's all the federal appellate, appellate level courts, the, the federal circuit courts, have been stocked. I mean, they stocked up 30 to 40 conservative judges over the last few years. Yeah. And yeah. on these courts. So, like, even if you had, let's say, a liberal issue that could get to the Supreme Court, like equality or anything like that, it's going to get shot down before it even gets there. I mean, w- will it, though? Like... Well, that's their that's their point. It's like a defense system. It's like a it's like a bureaucracy at at a, at a giant, you know, company. You got the head honcho, okay, let's call them the Supreme Court, and all the underling bosses, the bosses, bosses, bosses. Well, if you have an issue, and your boss says no, then you can go to his boss and say, yeah, well, talk to him. And my boss, no, and I talk. Okay, I talk to two bosses. And go to your boss one now. Yeah. yeah. Well, the more Republican bosses or appellate court judges they get. The better chances they have of of them just denying these cases and not even seeing them. No, I, I again, I fully, fully agree and understand the plan and the motive. But 
I I'm reserving judgment until something big there happens. Well, that's and the I point. You don't like really hear about any of it, though. You don't hear about any of these issues because all these all these federal courts are knocking shit down left and right. I mean, they're making conservative decisions constantly. You're not even hearing about it. You'd have but to like you'd have to like subscribe to the fucking. No, that's the reality, dude. The, well, I mean, I guess conspiracy and the concept that like a large group of people are, are making secret moves. I mean, it's not really that secret, though. The Republican Party has been doing this for a long time. It's a part of their whole plan. They have they have conservative colleges for law. Well, yes, that I know is is true. And again, I'm not trying to tell you that I don't believe this is possible. <laughs> like, I fully believe. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But like, I want, I would, I want to know where I can find current court cases that they've been striking down. So then We've I can get Harvey Birdman. All right. Yes, we do. That's fine with me. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, I just, I, I'm trying to be as objective as possible in mm-hmm. this situation. Um, but I, and the reason is, is because I've no longer become subjective when it comes to any reason whatsoever to vote for Donald Trump. Like I have shut, like when people start talking about it now, I don't even let them finish their sentence. Are you vote? Are you, so you're saying you're voting for Donald Trump? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just, we're not talking politics at all. That is, that's my go-to now. Like if I'm in person and someone actually says to me, they're voting for Trump and they're serious. I don't even want to speak to them about politics. I don't, I know everything I need to know. Yeah. There's no I'm point. done. It's sad that we've gotten to a point where we can't even have a conversation with people. You know what I mean? But and and again, we brought this up before, but it's like, okay, we try and put ourselves in other people's shoes. Are we being unreasonable on certain things? I mean, okay, maybe, but we're we're not. It's not even comparable. We're talking about it's not racism, racism, xenophobia, fucking hatred, uh, just out and out lies. I mean, the delusion about the economy is ridiculous. It's absurd. Yes. It's a rural it's... communities, farmers, uh, the trade war, they are devastated. They are not doing yes. well. Ask any no. soybean farmer. No one is doing well agriculturally thanks to him. No. And yeah. and yet they're digging their heels in because they believe in him. Yeah, it's 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 the way he talks. Although I will say something refreshing, I did um spend some time with a good friend of ours who um had said to me that they were voting for Trump and had said that they had voted for him the first time. Uh we spent some time alone and uh he said, "Yeah, so I'm not doing that anymore." Um just I read a lot more and he's a fucking psychopath and I'm not voting for him and he makes for my children and I was like wow all right cool I mean it it's sad that it, it took that person that long but at least it's a win you know and that's the other thing too it's like it seems like it's a Republican Democratic you know blue versus red thing and for a lot of people sure sure like even if uh What's his fuck face had gotten in? Like, I don't know. Name any other Republican that had, could have become president during the McCain. primaries. Sure. No. Even if McCain wasn't. No, even if yeah. McCain wasn't, the plenty of Democrats would be like, no, we got to get him out. Sorry. He's, oh, yeah. He's sure. Screwed up on the, 
you know, he screwed up on that policy. He's not, he's too old. He's, you know, they, we'd come up with something, right? And we sure. get that. That's, that's the nature of politics in, the, in America now. But this guy, it's beyond the blue. It's beyond the red. It's, it's, this motherfucker is a psychopath. He's, yeah, he's, he's holding children in cages right now. Yes. I, I actually can't, I can't think about that. Cause I will, it will actually give me a nervous breakdown if I think about those kids in the cages. Um, so, like, just being a parent, period. You know, like, there's a, there's internment camps right now in China. Yeah, for the Uyghurs, that's a Muslim minority that the mm-hmm. Uyghurs have just been just taken from their homes and put in prison camps. Yep. Yes. No big deal. And and the U.S. sits by and does nothing. And yet here, every single fucking history teacher I've ever had is like, oh, it preed itself. Well, it's happening, folks. Yeah. So turn yeah. off Dancing with the Fucking Stars mm-hmm. and get to know who your congresswoman, congressmen are. Because you need to start making changes at a local level that affect state politics, that then mm-hmm. infect and, and, and touch federal politics. Because... I hate I hate to say that we need to go to war, but we need to do fucking something. Yeah, pain. There's children it's... on our soil in camps, and there's kids and parents and living people in internment camps in China right fucking now. Like yeah. that's crazy. It's 2020. Yes, and this stuff is still happening, and I and I love that you said that. Like we learn history in high school to not repeat it, and that's exactly what I was taught growing up. Even my parents said the reason we learn history is not to is is so we don't repeat it. And you know, I remember a really really big thing for me um, was World War II because my grandparents were personally affected by World War II, mm-hmm. so it always intrigued me in history. And it worries me hearing and remembering stories my grandmother would tell us. Now, she wasn't Jewish, so she wasn't put in a concentration camp. But she was in an internment camp, and she would tell me how they'd have to boil grass and eat the grass because there was no food. Um, And then, you know, watching her house get bombed and destroyed, all that. Not to make a joke of it, but I just love when you do the voice. Can you... Can you impersonate her telling you the story? I don't feel comfortable right now <laughs> doing that. No, it's and I have to say that because like she's locked away in a nursing home right now and like no one can see her unless it's through like glass. Yeah. So, you know, I uh, I'm it's it's difficult. I haven't even gone because it's just like to me I don't know, it's sad. It makes me just sad. The whole situation makes me sad. Right. Um, but anyway, um, you know, to, to learn about that in high school, right? And then to see how it's personally affected my family. Mm-hmm. And then to see Donald Trump instituting these things in America. Like when they fly a Nazi flag, an American flag, and a Trump flag. And you say, wait a minute, the American flag went to Germany and kicked the shit out of a bunch of Nazis, so that isn't right. You're not really American then. I'm pretty sure Indiana Jones was a red-blooded American, and he punched a lot of Nazis in the face. So, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this weird thing where a lot of conservatives see Democrats as, like, communist Nazis, 
which is so weird and yet we're turning around looking at them going no 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 you're the fucking german republic right now like you're you're xenophobic you're literally yeah you're flying you're flying a flag that nazis in europe today who cannot use the swastika use the confederate flag like you're using that flag so it means the same thing like these people walk around and they because they can't i mean they can but because they're too afraid to fly the Nazi flag, they fly the Confederate one instead. Of course. Or they fly the, or they fly the don't tread on me. Okay? Which, yeah. guess what? All that means is that you're a scared individual who has to mm-hmm. sort of muscle up by flying this flag to show everyone in the neighborhood that you're tough and that you have a gun. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't threaten me because I'll shoot you. That's what that says to me. Okay, you sound scared and insane. <laughs> yes, I, I always think that too. Like, for me, it's always like, t- you keep talking about your guns and all the guns that you have. And yeah, my house will be the wrong house to rob. And it's just like, why are you so scared of everything? What is yeah. it that you're afraid of? Right. So you'd, you'd, you'd rather take a human life than lose your VCR. That's yeah, what it's that's... come down to? Your your personal nice object that, that technically should be insured if mm-hmm. you're a fucking smart person. Yeah. Okay. You're worried about your stuff instead of a human life. You would rather kill than lose your flat screen TV. Yes. Dan, let me tell you, I have I have martial arts weaponry that I know how to use. In certain areas of my home that I can grab very easily. Um, cut to a I montage. Will... Cut cut to a montage right now of you throwing Chinese stars in the kitchen, and your wife just <laughs> screaming right. at you. <laughs> right. Not uh, the no. goddamn cabinets. No, uh, no blades, blunt weapons. Um, because if you come into my house, I, I will maim you. I will definitely maim you. If you reach for my PlayStation, I will maim you. But I have blunt weapons for a reason. I, I don't have any intention of killing you. Um, but I will break your legs. I will break your arms. I will break them um, very, very easily, too, with what I have here. Um, but you'll live. You'll be alive. I don't, I don't want to kill you. I don't want to take a human life. <laughs> you know? Right. And these people with their guns, they're like, well, I'll just shoot them in the leg. What? What? Are you a sharpshooter or... Yeah, that's ridiculous because the guy was shot in the leg when he was busting into Brianna Taylor's apartment and his fucking arterial vein artery, whatever it was, next to his yeah. fucking groin split open and he was going to bleed out to death, which enraged the douchebag who only got a hand slapping by spraying bullets across the entire apartment from the outside. Yeah. yeah. So act like it's no big deal to shoot someone in the arm or the leg or the shoulder. Like... You could take their life. It's fucking stupid. No, it's it's freaking it's freaking great. It's it's freaking it's freaking great how ridiculous this shit is, is is what it is, Dan. But before we go to break, I, I remembered something I just read on the internet and I think that you'll you'll like this and it goes along with what you were just saying a few moments okay. ago about the about the Confederate flag yeah. and how they fly that and like, you know, don't tread on me. Yeah. And everyone's like someone wrote, Do you remember Dukes of Hazard? Because the way those folks are with Blue Lives Matter 
Yeah, like I totally remember when the Dukes, you know, made best friends with the local police and licked their boots. <laughs> like, like yeah. what happened to you people? You were the rebels with with that flag saying "fuck the police." You That's were the a really ones. interesting point, man. That's a great point. It's so funny. Um, that entire show, yeah. the premise was "fuck that, the police." <laughs> well, it wasn't so much "fuck the police," but it was like a complete disrespect for the law. I and mean, they you, were they're literally, yeah, they they were running from the law constantly. Like, it was just an entire 30 minutes of a 1969 Dodge Charger flipping off a bridge. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. Because Those they wouldn't boys just, again. they were literally for 30 minutes resisting arrest every <laughs> single week. Yeah. 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 And yet we see meme after meme of, well, if you didn't resist arrest, you would be, you wouldn't have to protest. Well, that's funny. Yeah. I guess I should drive my fucking Dodge Charger through an entire crowd of people then. Oh, wait, that fucking happened in Charlottesville. Yeah. Yes. That guy that drove that, that was a Dodge Charger, ironically. Those Duke boys again. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, we'll be right back. Wow. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. Guns, guns, guns. All right, folks, guess what? Gary's guns, 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 as conservative as he is, does have a soft spot for babies. He's decided to put out an entire line of pacifiers, but not just any pacifier, flavored pacifiers. That's right. The very first and only flavor so far on Gary's pacifier line is cop butthole. That's right. Get your baby... (laughs) No laughing. This is serious. Get your baby sucking on that butthole, that cop butthole, right in the pacifier. You just got to go for it. Get them young because they need to respect the police. All right? So there you have it. Oh, my... uh, Oh, my God. Um, not a bad idea. What, I I have to say, what is it with the police worship? I don't get it, and it's such an us versus them thing. Like they work for us, we we pay them through taxes, right? And they're to serve and protect, and that's that's it. That's what they're supposed to be. I don't know. I don't know if I want to get down no, actually, that rabbit hole. Actually, there's they're they're not even required to protect. Did you know this? Even better, they could literally sit there on a subway watching you get stabbed to death, and they wouldn't. They don't have to do anything about it. They're not legally bound anywhere in the Constitution or any state law, state constitutions, anything that says they are bound legally to protect you at all. Yeah. So in their hands is all of the power to choose when to protect you and when not to. Yeah. Yes. And and what we have here is a double-edged sword because 
a lot of people would come out and say, that's bullshit, man. The fucking cops got to pro- That's the law. Like, we pay them to protect us, man. Well, if we actually want them to literally enforce every single law that exists ever, guess what? You're getting a ticket for every fucking thing. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Everything. We're talking a mile an hour over the speed limit. We're talking jaywalking. Anything. Yeah. Okay, so it's a black and white issue. Either it's a hundred percent, or you got to just let them decide, and that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, we have another issue here in Rochester. I didn't do a ton of research on it, but this young man was was resisting arrest, running away. He had a he had a gun in his um, in his waistband, and all the video shows that I've seen so far is after the point where the suspect says, this guy just punched me in the face five times. A cop just punched me in the face five times. Now, mm-hmm. he was resisting arrest. He was running away. He had a weapon on him. Like, So where do we draw? There's all these. Now there's protests because of that, too. It's like, where do we draw the line? Like, yes, we have an issue with the police. And even good cops stand by and watch other cops be asked. Yes. In turn, sure. makes them a bad cop. But absolutely, if if for the sake of argument we say that there are at least a certain amount of good people on the force, they're just trying to do their job. And we have a we have a possible criminal here with a gun in his waistband resisting arrest. Now, I'm not saying that guy deserved to be punched in the face. It's certainly not a professional way to do things. But then again, who am I? I don't I don't train the cops on on how to take down suspects. I mean, we're talking about. Sure. That that guy could have pulled that gun out and and shot other innocent civilians, even accidental. Yeah. yeah. So it's really tricky, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it goes along with I can't stand the people that like you you write or you post or you say defund the police. And they say, "Oh yeah, you say that until you need to call them." And then you respond with you need to know what defund the police means. What defund the police means is not get rid of the police. What it means is the town of Greece doesn't need a tank. That is, it's or a bounce not a house. Nece- that that police station does not need a bounce house. I'm sorry. It doesn't need a. It does not. It's silly. But it's just silly. But again, so then you re- retort with the facts. This is what defund the police means. Reallocate those funds into education or childcare, whatever it is. And, but you'd still have police officers. They would just wouldn't serve as a privatized army for the area. Now, with that being said, right, um, their response then to that is, I, no, I don't believe that, so that's not true. Right. And, you know, it's hard to convince people that, yeah, you know, they grow up a certain way, and they think that that's just the way the world is. We need the police, and and if they've had see that's the thing, if they've had positive experiences with the police their whole life, because of that p word privilege, then yeah. of course they're going to have a positive view of the police. But if you grow up as a colored person, as a minority, uh, as someone just living in 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 a poorer area, then you become a target, and therefore any interaction you have with the police there's a higher chance of that being negative. Sure. And so, and so that changes the relationship between those people in those communities and, and the police. And so 
you know, there's you can't fight the problem with one solution. You've got to come at no. it from many, many ways. But you're right. There's no point in talking to these people, dude. They just they have their own mentality. You know, I hate it's to ins- generalize again, but like people are either the kind of person that doesn't challenge authority, like accepts the things that are. Sure. And then there's people that challenge authority. There's people that question things. You, you, yeah. You, you're, you're taught that. You're taught to either question the norm or just accept it. And so these these blue line, you know, you know, blue lives matter people, the bootlickers, if you will. Yeah. These are these are the people that were raised and taught to not question authority. No, exactly. No, you're exactly right. But I think that there's also a part of it where they say that, and then, like, if a cop gives them a ticket, that motherfucker, um, I'm a Blue Lives Matter guy, so, like, it shouldn't, this ticket shouldn't apply to me. Like, I'm trying to be part of your club, Mr. Police Officer. Fuck you. (laughs) And and then it's just like, you know, the, the fakeness. Yeah. Uh, of a lot of these folks, you know, they're like, oh, Blue Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. Then the cops come and they tell the cops to fuck off. And it's like, well, wait a second. What happened to all your bullshit Blue Lives Matter stuff? Oh, oh, when it applies to you, though. Yeah. Yeah. When it applies to you, it's different because you're white. Yeah. And for you to just deny the existence of things because they haven't happened to you is the privilege. Yeah. That's the privilege to say, well, it didn't happen to me. It's never happened to me, so it can't be true. That is white privilege. Yeah. It, I had I had a moment uh, of white privilege. We had a moment of white privilege over the weekend. Um, sure. A good friend of ours um, that we all know mm-hmm. uh, who used to be a camper and is now a, a, a state-level police officer at the, at the parks. Okay. Sure, and I think you know who I'm talking about. Sure, we were down at the at, at a local state park, a very massive one over the weekend. Sure, sure. Looking at the foliage and the waterfalls, etc. And um, I guess it gets really, really busy midday. Now we were there pretty early in the day, and and we happened to see her car parked near the police station there. So we wandered over, and we brought the girls with us, and we said, "Hey, come on out and talk to us." And sure enough, there she was, all geared up. Mm-hmm. You know, and and talking to us with her face mask on and saying hi to the girls and you know giving the girls a, a chance to have a positive experience with a police officer again privilege you know sure 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 um, which I think anybody should do if you have kids just go introduce them to firemen and police officers and EMT workers and nurses like anybody that you can um, to to help form positive relationships. But anyway, so there we were, we're talking to her and she was like, look, it's about to get busy towards the area that you want to go. So you're going to want to head down there now. Um, and they might've already started closing the road. If they have, I want you to use my name to get by. Sure. And I was like, it's like, Oh shit, that's great. I'm fucking dropping police names now just to get through a line. And uh, we grossly underestimated her. We were driving down through this park, and my God, it was a clusterfuck. I mean, cars cars and people galore. It's everywhere. Tight, winding, gorge roads, like, and and people just, like, walking in the street. And so now the car is weaving over the double yellow because 
they have to get around yeah. these people. And then there's a car coming around a turn around a cliff. It's like, it was mind boggling. I was like, oh my fucking God, I'm going to kill everyone. I got the kids in the car. The wife is like, oh my God. I'm like, I just want to run everyone over. Can I just, <laughs> yeah, just commit vehicular manslaughter? Is that is okay? That okay? Can I'm I white. just use, I'll just use my friend's name. Oh, that was your white privilege. <laughs> you no. know, all those all <laughs> yeah. those people you ran down and said, yeah. I didn't know I couldn't do that. No but one's anyway. going to miss them. No, yeah. listen. So we get to a crux in the road where, where like all these different roads converge and they have a tr- uh, they have a, a policeman there kind of directing mm-hmm. traffic. Sure, sure. So we, we, we get turned around and up in another direction. And I realize the only way to get back in again is to wait in a huge line. So I cut. I say, nope. I turn around. I go back to that fork in the road where the police officer was. Say, look, I'm trying to get down to the southernmost point, right around the turn there, where they're not letting anyone in. Because in their opinion, it was already too full. It was filled up. Sure. They, they had reached their numbers. But that's where everyone wants to be. That's where the golden nugget is, okay? Yeah. And so I say, look, uh, our friend, she said we could, we could squeeze by if we mentioned her. And he goes, who's your friend? And I said her name. And he goes, oh, yeah, who's that? Now, she used a pet name. She used a, a, a nickname that all of the officers in the park call her by. Mm-hmm. So this guy was already testing me. Mm-hmm. Okay? So let's say your name is Rocco, but you were the police officer that, that said, hey, Dan, you can go down. Just use my pet. Everybody calls me Rock. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, so I, I go it. down. I'm like, I'm like, hey, Rock said we could go by. And the officer's like, how do you know him? What's his, What? Like, he was testing me, like, quizzing. So we're like, oh, we used to work with her at the Y. As soon as he heard Y, he was like, all right. But he was, I can't even do it justice. He was pissed. Like, he was miserable. He hated his life. Like, I don't know what his salary is, but, dude, you work in a state park. A gorgeous, beautiful state park where the worst thing you have to do is direct traffic for a couple of hours on a Sunday? Like... Yeah, I'm sorry you can't watch the fucking bills, dude. Like, I'm sorry, but which they play Tuesday anyway. But anyway, <laughs> DV, DVR the game. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's the worst thing. Like, what is it? What are you a so pension? mad about? Like, you're directing and a pension. Traffic. Can I ask what if there anybody knows a police officer? Please text the show at five five five. Go fuck yourself and let us know. What makes these cops directing traffic so angry? It, yeah. Isn't that your job? Like, if it was your first day doing it, and you're like, wow, I had no idea it was this frustrating. I get it. But you're a professional who's been doing this for God knows how many years. I mean, this dude's been on the force a long time. I can tell. Yeah. And all we had was a simple interaction of, hey, our friend, your coworker, said we could go down. That cool? And he begrudgingly let us through. Now... Okay. Here I am complaining because I have white privilege, and I get that. That was privilege. A white person having a great relationship with a police officer just sure. used her name to get through a traffic stop. Sure. Fantastic. It's beautiful. But it's like, even my wife was like, what the hell was up his butt? It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't. But, you're, like, you're you weren't shot. At, yeah, you're posted at a beautiful state park, like, what could go wrong? You're not getting shot at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not taking drugs off of people. Seems like, like an easy job. Yeah, like chill out, man. It just anyway, seems easy. So we got down to that area of the park and 
started a small series of fires that destroyed historical monuments, and we're on the lam. I wouldn't expect any less. I wouldn't expect any less at all. Like, but no, I mean, and and the thing is that people don't get either is I got pulled over recently for something, and I didn't get a ticket. I got I got a warning. I'm gonna slap your hand yeah. this time, but next time you won't be so lucky. And I'm like, next time I won't do that shit. <laughs> and, right, right. And uh, I got to leave. I got to go. But I was respectful. Um, I do th- I do this thing where I take my license, my registration, and my insurance card, and I hold my hands out the window, like like out the window, so they can see. You're, you're gesturing right now for the listener as if your hands were zip tied together, and they yes. Were- you're being held out the registration. Yeah. Yeah. And I do that so they don't shoot me. And, you know, this guy was like, you're fine. You're fine. You don't have to do that with your hands. That's what he said as he walked up to the car. Yeah, I said, okay. And then I, I didn't even have my right registration, but he's like, if I run your plates, am I going to get a problem? I'm like, no, the, the car is registered. And he's like, yeah, he, he like walked up to the front and looked at the little sticker on the front. And yeah. he was like, yeah, all right. He's like, am I going to find anything in your license? I'm like, no. He's like, all right, well, you're getting a ticket. And he went to his car. <laughs> he said that? He just goes, yeah. all right, you're getting a ticket. Yeah, well, we, this was after he told me what I did wrong, which he wasn't wrong. Yeah. And I just, I actually said, I said, officer. <laughs> the listener wants to know. You can't tease us, man. But can I tell first, can tell, I first tell you what I said to the officer and then you okay. guess? All right, go ahead. It's actually pretty funny. Officer, I apologize. I did not make mean to make you feel that you were in any danger. And if I made you feel that you were in danger, I truly apologize. But that was not my intent. That's that's what I said, word for word. Oh what my did god. I do? <laughs> oh my god, this is great. So the listeners, and I didn't now, get a ticket. I didn't get a ticket. You didn't. No. Uh, see, making making the police officer feel like they were in danger. Did you not get over into the far left lane as passing by the vehicle that was pulled over? Yes, the he was. Law? He was the one that was pulled over to the side of the road, and he was outside of his car, and I was going like seventy five. Was he giving a ticket to somebody else? Yes. Okay. And he was and you just did. finishing up that ticket. He was, it was like perfect timing. And I looked to my left, and I swear I saw someone in the other lane, and I didn't want to risk it. And because if there's someone in the other lane and you can't pull over, then you're not breaking the law. Yeah. So I just was like, but you're supposed to slow down. Yes, I no, I did. I hit my brakes when I saw him, and then I did move over. I moved over like within that lane as far as I could, and I even did the head nod to him, as in like, hey, I see you, and I'm not going to hit you. Right. Um, but no, that he fucking got in his car, whipped right around and pulled my ass right over. <laughs> and great. I was like, great. And then, yeah, he said, you're getting a ticket. Well, first I said what I said about how I, I didn't mean to make him feel unsafe and I wasn't trying to make him feel that way. Um, and then he took my license and my insurance card and my incorrect registration and he just took it back to his car, and then he came back up only holding that stuff and no ticket. And yeah. in my head, I go, he's deciding to arrest me right now. He's just going to arrest me. Like, that's what was in my head. <laughs> I was like, awesome, great. Like, yeah, this wouldn't in, be the Your first anxiety time. is getting the best of you there. Well, yes. 
but it also wouldn't have been the first time an officer asked me to get out of the car while they put handcuffs on me. So I was like reliving that. I'm like, great, here we go. And now I'm inventorying everything in my car. I just, in my brain, I'm like, I need to go through a full inventory and be ready for what's in there. (laughs) But then, then you snap back to reality and you go, Oh, it's two car seats and literally nothing else. But it's like you snap back to a time when those things were a worry. Because 10, 15 years ago, Rocco was still in there going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He came up. He goes, let me, he's like, "Uh, you're you're not getting a ticket. I just, just be careful, all right, man? He's like, you seem like a good guy. There's nothing on your record. Um, And yeah, this is the wrong registration. But I mean, your car has the proper registration, so you're good. I'm like, hey, man, thanks a lot. He goes, and I appreciate the apology. That goes a long way. And I said, yeah, man, no worries. And then he handed me back my stuff, and that was it. I I drove away, and I told him to have a nice day. I asked him to be safe out there, and that was it. Um, And, like, I keep coming back to my positive situation with the police officer is not indicative of everyone else's situation with a police officer so people use the story i just told as anecdotal evidence that all police are benevolent they're not right right and that's the point i'm trying to make furthermore i am white i am a straight white landowning male right so i'm fine right i mean at, at the end of the day if this entire country were were filled with people like you and I. I mean, I think that there would still be an issue. Sure. Sure. Yeah, because because the police are so militant now. And I don't know why, but maybe because so many had gone to war over the last two decades that when they came back, they really couldn't do much else, you know? It, very um, possible. But, yeah, they're just everything is just sort of authoritative power struggle with everything. You know, yeah, and and I'm of course I'm jumping to conclusions here, but when you say he he appreciated the apology, I don't think he meant it in a an emotional thing. Like, oh God, I was really scared for my life there. I think he had no. a power. He had a power issue there, and by getting you to submit and say you saying that you were sorry, he felt superior. I mean, honestly. I want to tell you that you're right, but based on his demeanor and the way he spoke to me, it did feel like it felt like this. It felt like he was genuinely happy that I, that I recognized that. Um, not that he was actually scared. I think you're right there. You're right about the fact that he wasn't actually scared, but I think there was a genuineness to the way he approached me and it's, it's I a think, it's a respect my authority kind of situation. Well, no, I, I mean, could it have been? Yes, but I personally don't feel specifically. I've been, I have dealt with police officers on a fucking power trip. That it was just like, dude, you were the jock in gym class. Your sports career didn't take off, and now you're just a pissed off police officer. And no, I've no, dealt, no, no, no. I. I I don't mean that he was having some power trip. I, I just want to be specific here. If I'm making some wild, out of the blue theory, I think it was just very, very subtle. 
that it's a power issue that's very, very subtle. That uh, that an apology from somebody, whether or not this is having anything to do with the police, doesn't matter. But an apology from somebody means that you won in some way, shape, or form, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. Honestly, I really don't. I, I, I don't apologize much because I'm a huge piece of shit. And most people would agree. Probably because you have power issues yourself. Yeah, I don't apologize. So when I offer one unprompted, like I just I ask that you really respect that. Now, in the case, in <laughs> wait, the wait, case, wait. that's so absurd that yeah, because you only hand them out when yes. you feel necessary. Yes, that, I've apologized okay. to you many times. So just so you know, they well, all that's... meant something. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think even on the show, let the let the record show that you've you've apologized profusely for your actions. Yes. So it's they you don't all just warranted. hand them out sparingly. It happens constantly. What are you talking about? And they're all warranted. That's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> um, right. No, but I wanted. In but you my believe mind, them is what you're saying. Yes. <clears throat> and in my mind, I don't. I don't have the time to know about his arrest record. Mm. I just know that he's a police officer who was on the side of the road and I didn't move over Mm. and he may have felt threatened by that. And I didn't want him to feel that way. It was just that I'm dumb is really what I wanted to get across. I had no intention of harming you at all. Um, and I was genuine in my apology and he was, and I, and I'm, I'm assuming he saw that and he was genuine in, in accepting that and saying, that's good enough. Just please, you got to move over. And again, he was very nice about it, but I'm not, the point of the story is not sucking the police dick. The point of the story is my story. Exactly. My story doesn't just make all the awful police brutality stories somehow okay and people think that they tell a story similar to mine and then they say well then that's why police brutality doesn't actually happen and it's like that doesn't make any sense that's anecdotal that's something that just happened to you you can't just say and again that's white privilege again you can say it hasn't happened to me so it doesn't exist yeah and that's white privilege. Like I have a great story about a, a, a what this happened with this police officer in my exchange, but it doesn't fucking matter. Fuck my story. My mm. story doesn't mean anything. It just means he Fuck happened it. to be a nice guy. Cool. Fantastic. Police yeah, are that, executing. In that moment. Yes, but police are executing black folks, and my anecdotal my anecdotal story makes that okay. So if you're not understanding my point, I feel sorry for you. Right, exactly. That's what we were saying earlier. It's like those who have a perspective of the police are fine have never really had an issue. Like they've never had a negative experience. You know what I mean? And, and then their defense is that, well, we don't do anything that warrants a negative experience. Well, simply having a skin color that is black makes you a suspect in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, Trayvon Martin was walking home wearing a hoodie. Yeah, with Skittles in his pocket. A hoodie, folks. And don't tell me if you're some white listener out there that you haven't looked at a black kid wearing a hoodie going, up, up, that, see, meh. 
Yeah. I mean, why should they have to follow a different dress code than us? That's yeah, fucking ridiculous. It... Yes. Yes. You know, pu- pu- pull up your pants. Oh, okay. He's killing someone because his pants are behind below his ass. Yeah, I agree. It's stupid looking. Okay. But you know what? That's what people said back in the sixties when kids skateboarding were in their hats backwards. Ah. Why well, is yeah. your hat backwards? Put it forwards. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You sound like an old dumb fuck. Yes. Yes. It's it's very it's very, very frustrating and it's it's very, very annoying. You know, and then you know, I I got in a lot of trouble one time. I got pulled over and the officer asked me to step out of the vehicle and he said something to me, I can't remember what, but I answered him and said, dude. Yes, yes. I've made the same mistake, yeah. I was like, dude, seriously? He grabbed me and threw me against my own car and bar- <laughs> and barks, I'm not dude. Well, I don't know why that's funny to me. but <laughs> And he put me in handcuffs. And I'm like, fuck you. Now that's a dude with a tiny dick. Like, yeah. you're slamming me. It's, it's okay. It's acceptable for you to say, I prefer that you address me as sir. Please yeah. do not call me dude. Okay. All right. I can do that. But to slam me up against the car and bark, yeah. I'm not dude. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Fuck you. So back Fuck in the day you. when I was old enough to have sexual relations with a woman, um, but I didn't own my own place, my girlfriend at the time and I would drive to, you know, empty parking lots behind buildings and dumpsters sure. and stuff like that. And we we do our We've thing been inside there. the car. We've been there. Right, right, right. We've so all been there. Her her dad was very, very strict about getting her home in a very timely manner. Like, she could oh, not boy. be late. Yeah, it was scary. He was a very scary individual. So we were taking a little bit too long, um, and I was speeding down uh, Long Pond to get her home. Sure. Well, I was pulled over, and I was going in excessive speed. And I was, I had my, I was wearing contacts at the time. And after coitus, see inside the car, it got all steamy, right? Sure. And so like, I don't know what happened. After coitus. (laughs) But my contacts and my eyes would get really like dried out and red. Oh, so you look like you were high. Yes. Like this happened every time. And so not only was I pulled over for speeding, but. I'm reminded of this because you said the whole thing about calling the officer dude, which I did, but it wasn't in like, dude, come on. It was, it was more of like a dude, I got to get her home. Her dad's going to kill me. I'm sorry about my eyes. It's just because my contacts are dried out. Yeah. Um, and you can see on my, on my license, it said that I wore corrective lenses and I wasn't wearing glasses. So obviously yeah. I'm wearing contacts and you know, he could put two and two together. He could see what was going on, you know? Yeah. Um, but he did not like that I called him dude. He corrected me immediately, you know. Yeah, and I'll and, take and it the was correcting. one of those slips because I yeah. didn't I didn't mean it in a disrespectful way. I meant it in a more of a we're equals here, right, guy? Like you're a guy, I'm a guy. You yeah. have a girlfriend whose dad is a psycho. Like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, come on, guy. But but in hindsight, like I get it. Like certain people don't want to be called dude. I mean, that's their prerogative. I you know, fine. Sure. And for me, I liken that, like, I liken that to someone who, you know, I address them as he, and they're like, actually, my pronoun is she. 
And it's just something that's very simple for you to do to make that person comfortable. Very, very right. simple. It's so yeah. it's so simple. And if it's you slip and if you slip, which you inevitably will slip, apologize immediately, correct yourself and move on. It's that's all it is. So for me, for a police officer to just say something as simple as, you know, I prefer sir, not dude. Please do not call me dude. You know, I okay. I understand. I will respect that. If I do it again, I will offer an apology. Yeah. But the action of grabbing me, throwing me against the car, and putting me in handcuffs, because he's like, we're going to have to tow your car. And I said, seriously, dude? <laughs> and that's all I said. I, I, I And, I, you know, I got slammed up against And then he put me in the back of the car while he tossed my car. He tossed the whole car, just threw everything on the side of the road, like all my shit, just threw it. We're talking, we're talking blow-up dolls. We're talking... Oh, yeah. Vinyl bobblehead dolls, Asian dolls. Oh, so many different. I mean, you dolls. name it. All the kind of memorabilia you could think of. This guy was tossing out of your car. Yeah, Star and Wars. There was, a, there was a two-scale Millennium Falcon made made out of the invites you never received to birthday parties. Yes, that's exactly exactly what I had in there. <laughs> but but no, he left me in the back seat of the car to watch me to watch him rip through it obviously he didn't find anything there was nothing in my car and i think he was mad about that so he wrote me three tickets two were quite major i don't really want to go into that yeah. um but the third one he said was it was having a black dildo above the size of two feet inside a vehicle you can't do that that is York. against that is against the law big time exactly no he the third ticket, and it was just like just him being a fucking asshole. Was oh yeah, and you have the wrong address in your license. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. He just I'm didn't like, like come you. on, because you dude. said dude. Yeah, I'm just like come on. I remember I actually said come on when he read me the third one. Like the first one, the first one, I'm just like mm-hmm, yep, yeah, yeah. No, I did that. <laughs> yeah, no, I def yeah. no, I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, then he reads the second ticket, and I'm just like. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. No, sure. Sure. No, oh, sure. Definitely. Caught me red-handed there. I agree with that. He handed, he handed the cookie jar. No <laughs> problem. And then the third one, come on. Wrong address. Come on. Yeah. And then yeah. that's when he turns to me and goes, so I got a question. Can you make one phone call that'll get you a ride here, or am I taking you to jail? That's exactly what he said. I was like, oh, cool. So can I make a phone call? <laughs> And he's like, yes, you LJ, can. come get me, buddy. So he, he gave me my phone. I called someone else um, who was much closer. Um, oh. And they came because I was actually pretty far out. And they came and they got me. And I didn't go to jail, but I lost my car. And remember, you took me to go get it. You took me to go get my car at Impound. Oh, that was that particular night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I your stories that. are nonspecific. So, like, honestly, there could have been any time. But, yeah, yeah that, was... that was a pretty low point in your life. Yeah, it was it that was right before the upswing. I yeah, I would have to say that was probably if you're if we're charting your personal graph, sure. that was the last that was the last big dip. Yeah, yes. You know? Yes, yes. Almost being arrested, but not getting arrested. And for everyone listening, it wasn't a violent crime. These were traffic crimes. Um traffic crimes that may have gotten me arrested. <laughs> but but yeah. they were not violent or drug uh, crimes. 
It was not a DWI or anything like that. I was not put under arrest, so everybody relax. Um, right. But I, it had the ability to possibly put me there. But again, I question things, Dan. And before we go to break, I question things, and then I have a question that I need you to respond to. Yeah. Um, number one, I question my situations. I've been in I've been in very bad situations when I was younger and dumber. And had I been a person of color, ha- could have those situations been far worse because of the color of my skin? Yes, of course. <laughs> I you mean, know? the statistics show that that's a fact no, no matter what. I mean, people are biased. You sure. can't avoid that. Even you people cannot. on the left that call themselves progressive have racist thoughts so it's impossible for a police officer to not have had a racist thought therefore there are going to be instances where police are making decisions out of fear or racism etc and sure i don't even want to make the argument right now that that's wide scale i'm just saying therefore that has to have happened it happens in every single profession that exists yes a baker who considers himself a liberal progressive has probably thought a racist thought here or there. Sure. A plumber, a mailman, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone who works in technology, you know, sure. like any person that exists and walks around in the community has therefore had a racist thought here or there. I mean, I'm saying that it's natural and it can happen from time to time. Yeah. And therefore it can also happen to someone wearing a uniform. Like, they're not perfect people. They're, they're human beings, right? So yeah. if that happens, the problem is that when they make those very human mistakes, they have very serious consequences because they're wearing a badge and a gun. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's why I can't stand when, I, when I, I've said something about police and their response is, oh, you never made a mistake at your job before? I don't have a gun at my job. Right. Right. And it's, and and furthermore, like if you were to make such a mistake, you could still lose your job for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. and the mistake isn't that someone lost their life either. Yeah, no, no, no. So if we want to have an actual conversation, let's talk about the ramifications of these so called mistakes. Yes. And allow a police officer to be treated as a civilian when someone's been murdered. Because at the end of the day, they are civilians. I'm sorry. If no one is above the law, that makes you a civilian. Exactly. Exactly. No, I agree. And then I have someone asked me a question and I wanted you to address it right before we go to break to our fuck Mm -hmm. yous. Um, Someone said to me, and it's actually no one, you know, um, mm-hmm. someone said, Hey, you know, Stacy, you guys... that fucking bitch. I knew she fucking said something Stacey. to you. That's... Exactly. God, God damn it. God damn bitch. Um, but no, uh, this person said, you guys talk about race a lot on your show mm-hmm. and you're just like two white guys talking about it. So do you ever feel like you're just, out... do you ever think that you might be just out of your depth? Oh yeah. We know we hundred percent are. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Like we have no reason i mean we're only talking about it because we are two human beings living on the earth that are witnessing 
and and seeing what's going on in the world. So we're going to respond to it as best we yes. can. But we've said before, we're just two stupid white guys talking about race. We talk about yes. women's issues, too. We're not women. Like, yeah. okay, if that's... Look, if you want to find out about women's issues or race issues, go to those podcasts. Yes. go. We're just two stupid fucks that are trying to entertain a few people. That's it. Uh, well, I mean, we're trying to make our way through this world from our point of view while trying right. to be as empathetic as possible to everyone. But right. at the end of the day, I'm not black. I can't have right. the black experience because I don't know. I can sit here and pontificate on what I think it is, what it may be, what it could be. But at the end of the day, what I'm saying doesn't really fucking matter. You know, also, and just, it's a it's a flawed argument to make that just because we're not black or woman that we shouldn't be talking about those issues or that we're out of our depth. I mean, therefore, yeah. we shouldn't be talking about police. And so the police are the, the only people that can talk about the police. Yes, exactly. Like, that's ridiculous. Yes, you're ex- you're exactly, exactly right. You know, we're going to talk about it. We're going to ask questions about it because we want to fucking know. I've never been in the White House, and yet here I am condemning the president. Does that does that mean that all my arguments are invalid because I've never served I've never served this country as a as a president of the United States? That's fucking stupid. It's really it's really dumb. And the, fact the show. Matter- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The show is oh. called Critical Mass. It's yes. a double entendre for when you're about to shit your pants or when a bomb is about to go off. But also the idea that we are critical and we're serving a sermon here. Yes. We're on soapboxes like the church is, giving you a sermon every Sunday morning, although we're doing it on Wednesday nights now. (laughs) And it's it's a mass, it's a gathering, hopefully, of listeners, and we're being critical. We are critical. That's the point. Yeah. And and we don't really care either. I mean, we've we've done our best to be inclusive and empathetic, but at the end of the day, fuck off. Yes. Right? No, I I agree. I agree. Um, you know, come here and, and listen and, you know, argue with us. You know, argue with yeah. us because we don't have all the answers. So, yeah, and when this person asked me that, I pretty I said along the same lines. I just said, "Listen, you know, we've said multiple times that we don't fucking know. We could be completely wrong." And I think to me the openness of being the ability to say I could be wrong about race and stuff like that, I think leaves that open to have a conversation than saying absolutely I'm right. I'm absolutely right. You know, I've said that about other things, but when it comes to race and, and even women, like you said, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Yeah. So we don't have the answers. You're right. We're just, we're just two idiots in our basements fucking talking about shit. My dad used to always say, uh, always be wary of the man that tells you they have all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Jesus. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're don't forget a towel.com. Your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe. And don't forget, a towel.
welcome to fuck. Oh, that's racist right there. I gotta stop. Yeah, Dan. <sighs> Anyways, God. um, yeah, mine's simple enough, so I'll just knock it out of the park right now. Right, it's a drop. Right. It's a drop kick. All right. Sure. Listen, as I've gotten older, I've decided to upgrade my underwear. Um, okay. I know I no longer buy the cheapest possible pack of underwear that I could find in order to get by. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, I'm not also spending $30 on one pair either. Okay? No, that's absurd. I'm I'm not even so much middle of the line. I'm I'm below middle of the line, but definitely not the lowest grade of underwear you can buy. And let me also be clear that in 2020, I think the quality of underwear, even at the lowest grade, we're talking Fruit of Loom, Hanes shit that you could buy at Walmart, has really upped their game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you agree? Yes. I wear a boxer briefs. They're Hanes. Um, right. And, uh, you know, they, they feel good. Um, I, did, I do have some Duluth Trading Company ones. Mm-hmm. How do you like um, those? Now, those are a whole other special breed. Um, interesting. Those are very expensive and worth they're expensive, it. Expensive, but are they? They're worth it. You're saying, okay? Yes, they're the the materials they use. They're very breathable. The band doesn't make you want to kill yourself, and it's got yeah. an extra little pouch in the front for those of us that uh, are a little bigger down there. Right, right. And I hide my keys down there, so that really helps me. <laughs> <laughs> now. I will say that underwear seems to be one of those things that, like, your money really goes a long way. Like, it really is worth buying a better pair. You know what I mean? Like, yes. The higher quality, is, it really is worth the money. So my fuck you specifically is to even the low or medium grade underwear that still to this day finds a way to have that little part of the band right in the back of your leg where the stitching comes out and mm-hmm. fucking stabs you in the leg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Has no one brought this up to these companies? You has are no right one, now. Has no one filled out a comment card? And fuck who's Inspector you. 96? Inspector 96 didn't do their job. No, you're right. I don't think they're trying to use underwear on. Because if, if these inspectors tried them on, they'd find out, hey, this shit's digging into the back of my leg. It's not they comfortable. Know. Exactly. It's like, it's like a little fucking shiv right in the back of the leg. Like, come on, man. It's just supposed to be the most comfortable thing I've ever put on my body. It's supposed to be. I remember waking up at Long Pond Shores and I would actually, I'm not kidding, I would iron my underwear. <laughs> I would iron it. I had an ironing board set up in my room. I remember it. I, I'd iron I my underwear well. and I'd put it on because the rest of the house, everybody would wake up sweating. They were so warm. And I'd wake up freezing. And I didn't know You're... why because my, my room was ice cold. Yes, it was. It was like someone wanna... died in there. Yes. There was like some spirit. I was convinced that like it was haunted. So my room, I'd wake up. I could see my breath in the morning. It was awful. <laughs> Come to find out the previous tenants had shoved balls down the, down the fucking vent so no hot air could get up there. Meanwhile, we're all paying $300 a month in RG&E bills. But I'm freezing to death fucking yes. ironing my underwear in the morning. I remember. Like it's the goddamn depression. So your fuck you is to the shitty little underwear? thing that sh- the, yeah, the oh, shit the little thing. back of the leg. I mean, come on. It's 2020. You haven't figured this out yet? 
I do. I hate them. I hate right, them, but ahead. I like I like my Hanes. Uh, they're my cheaper ones, and then those Duluth ones. Those are mm. something special. Right, you got to save those. Those are like twenty four dollars a pair. I just took that fuck you and I drop kicked it through the field goal like Doug Flutie's official last play in the NFL. Mm. Now you're getting me hard. Um, yes, I remember that. I remember the play. But anyway, okay. So my fuck you, my fuck you is to like I pay for a service that service is Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. and that service states that shipping is included now as you know I am a collector of rare antiquities (laughs) (laughs) and I like to order back to to that delusional stuff right uh, at least I can admit I'm delusional. But anyway, um, these antiquities, they need to be in the box, and the box needs to be in mint condition for it to be worth it, anything, right? Yeah. So this, is, this, this happened this past Sunday, a figure I've been waiting a very long time for and because of its rarity and its, its limited run um, was coming in the mail. And I'm like... These motherfuckers are going to put it in one of those bubble wrap envelopes again. I just fucking, I know it. I know Amazon's going to do this. So let's get specific. So it was Amazon that you bought it from? Correct. It was Amazon. And, and I had been and, waiting months. And this figure, this vinyl pop figure. Funko it was pop. not a vinyl pop figure. It was, oh, a okay. Star, it was a Star Wars vintage series action figure. Okay, but it, it has plastic wrapping and cardboard. Is Correct. what you're saying, and and Correct. and so you're worried that that's going to get damaged in the shipping process. Correct. Okay. And they've done this to me before, where they put them in bubble envelopes, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much guaranteed that it doesn't the box do anything. Will, will be damaged. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. do anything. So I see that it's been delivered, and they send you a picture now, <clears throat> like on your yes. phone. And I look at the picture, and it's a fucking bubble envelope, and I'm just like mother. Fuckers. Yeah. So I go outside, I grab it, just touching it, I knew it was damaged. Yeah. So I ripped it open, looked at the packaging, and the packaging on the bottom was ripped open and bent back. And I'm just like, what the f- are you fucking kidding me again? This happened again. Yeah. So a workaround that a lot of collectors have been doing is if you order two figures, they will put them in a box, but it's like, okay, so I have to double my order. I'm already paying for prime. Mm. Shouldn't they be boxing it already? Yeah. So then I contact their customer service in chat and I, I was pissed. I am like, I we're going through this again. I want my packages sent in boxes. Fucking anything. It needs to go in a box. No more bubble envelope. Oh, I'll report that to the team. I said, no, what's going to happen is you're going to you're gonna tell me you're reporting it. Mm-hmm. You're going to give me a $5 gift card. Right. Which I'm going to spend on another figure <laughs> yeah. that you're going to send in a bubble-wrapped envelope <laughs> that's going to be damaged, damaged. Yeah. so I can talk to you again. And I, yeah. I typed that all out in the chat. I swear to God. And yeah, I, I was, you. and I was, so she goes, do you want a supervisor to call you back? So I go, how long is that going to take? She goes, Oh, one to two minutes. 
I said, then let's do that. I sent her my number. Mm-hmm. Lady calls me. She says, she gives me some options. And I'm like, well, what the hell? And she goes, this is what we're going to do. She goes, keep the figure. I'm going to send you another one. I'm not going to charge you for it. It's going to get sent to you and just keep them both. Um, if the one, the second one we send you is damaged again, then you can keep them both and we'll refund your whole, all your money. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, all right, sounds good. So let's do that then. I'm good with that idea. Just send me another one. If it's damaged, I want my money back and I'm keeping both fucking figures. (laughs) And they're like, that's fine. So I hang up. I look due to the rarity of this figure, it will not arrive until November 24th and it will still most likely be pushed back. So I'm like, to November 24 of 1976. Oh, what's the date? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but no, you know, go ahead. No, just fuck you. That whole situation. I know it's first world problems. I get it. But this is my, this is a hobby of mine. Listen, your, your feelings are valid. I just want to say that I'm not bullshitting you. You, It it must be very, I, you know, I, I do shit on you a lot for these stupid hobbies of yours but you know if if you're into that kind of stuff like that's that's got to be extremely frustrating and from a mailman i just want to say that like whether it's amazon or us or ups fedex doesn't matter like you're living in a more evolved world that is depending a lot more on shipping i mean objects memorabilia photos Anything that you could buy on the internet is coming in package form nowadays. I mean, retail stores, brick and mortar, are dying because of this reason. We all know this. This is stuff we've already talked about. Yes. So it's becoming more and more difficult for a collector to have a package arrive that isn't damaged, no matter who we're talking about. could be USPS, it doesn't matter, or Amazon for that matter, because... The shipper is always worried about cost. Now, keep in mind Jeff Bezos, who made over $67 billion in the pandemic alone by overcharging for necessities. That's right. Yes. Decided to not ship collector's items. I mean, it should be just deemed a collector's item, something like that, right? Yes. And yes. therefore, it should, be, it should be red flagged in the system. And the sh- and the person who's responsible for shipping it should know that, and then therefore box it with peanuts. And I'm being very specifically when I say packing peanuts, yes, not bubble wrap. I mean you could use newspaper things like that, but I've used the term before dunnage on the show, and mm-hmm. and what that is is for the listeners to know is that when you receive a box with an item in it, and there's any sort of negative space, it doesn't just bounce around in there. You put pieces of cardboard, yeah. To stabilize peanuts to stabilize and soften on impact. Yeah. For the customer so that the object is still intact. Um, so a lot of times I've delivered boxes that, you know, are completely fucked up. And then I bring it to the customer and their face is like, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, listen, I didn't pack the goddamn thing. Okay, yeah. but let me tell you, it went through 20 people's different hands, including being put onto a truck, onto a pallet. That pallet had 2,000 pounds of weight on top of it. Yeah. That box could literally be sitting on the bottom of a pallet with 67 other pieces of boxes on top of it. 
weighing 2,000 pounds. I've wrapped and weighed pallets before. They are fucking heavy. And they get Jesus. rolled onto a machine and then put onto a fucking truck with 20 other pallets with 2,000 pounds. That shit is heavy. Okay? Jesus. And, your li- and your little figurine only has a little bit of packing shit around it. It's not going to survive. No, then by the time it gets to then by the time it gets to the post office or the shipping center, whatever it yeah. is, it gets literally thrown, and I'm not exaggerated, I'm exaggerating, thrown from that pallet into a bin, and then other heavier objects are thrown on top of it. That's awesome. We are living in a world where we don't have enough time to literally pick up a box, give it a little kiss. <clears throat> Wish it a good day, write a little love note, and pat its back, and then gently set it down. There's no time for that. It's go, go, go. There's too much to do. There's too much here. We're, we're overworked, underpaid, understaffed, freaking out, throwing this. Get this over here. Get this guy to go here. This guy called it sick. We're down two jobs. This guy's over here. It's chaos. Yeah. Whether it's the post office, FedEx, UPS, doesn't matter. It's go time. And your precious little package is not a priority unless it says fragile and it has tons of dunnage in it and it's boxed. So yes. the problem is that there's just too much packages for anybody to give a shit. Sure. But what's frustrating then is then you're forced to go to other websites um, like Entertainment Earth, for instance, um, that sells collectibles and they sell things at a higher price and charge more for their shipping costs and have an almost guarantee that your collectible will arrive. Now, Amazon could have the same product like fucking $10 cheaper, but now you're rolling the dice on if it's going to get to you in one piece or not. Then companies like Hasbro, I've learned, will do exclusives. Walmart exclusives. There was a very rare figure that I fucking woke up at the ass crack of dawn to pre-order online. I am worried sick because Walmart is shipping it and they have some of the worst shipping record like (laughs) ever. But this is an exclusive. You literally cannot get the figure anywhere else. So it's like, fuck you, dude. So again, just fuck you for this whole thing. God damn it. And fuck you. I'm done with my soapbox. Well, if I could just offer some advice to those, you know, if you're really worried about a figure or something that's fragile, do not order it from a big box store. Um, I would suggest ordering it from um, those smaller individual sellers. And even if it is more expensive, because they can guarantee you that, you know, they're going to go to that desk, whether it be the UPS or or the USPS, and say, okay, we need to put it in a box. We need specific type of packing. Yeah. They can make those decisions as a personal level, and they, they can guarantee it. You know, and you get it from Amazon. Who the fuck? They're just going to some idiot down the line. It's a giant company, man. They don't know the fuck. fuck. They're just trying to do the cheapest option because to them, it's quantity, not quality. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why I had, uh, I had pre-ordered a Darth Vader figure, uh, and I had we had gotten to Walmart and I went down the toy aisle just for shits and giggles. And there it was on the shelf. 
last one left, and yeah. I grabbed it. And, 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 and an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old was grabbing, was going to grab it, and then you kicked I, him. I remember. Oh like, no, I punched me. him right in the face. I punched yeah. him right in the freaking mouth. I said, "Get yeah. the fuck out of here. This is for me. This is not for yeah. you." And, and you I were at the same. Away. You were at the same like head level too. So Just it was about sort of a fair fight. It was a straight punch. I didn't have to punch <laughs> down. Um, no, but then she goes, didn't you pre-order this? Why don't you just wait for your order to come in? And I'm like, because this is guaranteed not fucking damaged. Yeah. So I bought it and canceled my online order. And that's, I don't know. Anyway. And you tripped in the parking lot and fell in a puddle and it was destroyed. Oh, I would have. <laughs> that would have been bad. But anyway, um, Dan, what do you think? Anything else? Let's call it. Let's just Let's uh, we'll masturbate and cry together. Yes, as always, as always, almost mm-hmm. a two-hour episode. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, thank you for listening. Um, we appreciate you. Please rate us, share us, um, like us, tell your friends, tell your dog. Uh, special thanks to a whole bunch of friends of ours. Thank you to the Genesee Beard Company. Um, thank you to uh, Insensitive Culture Podcast. Um, their shit is hilarious. And um, Defect Comics, by the way, um, Pursuit of Plastic did get 100% funded. So congratulations to those guys. Um, I'd like clapping. Yes, I'd like to say our show is the sole reason why they got their funding. It was that final boost? Yeah, exactly. It's Critical Mass came in for the win for them. Um, <laughs> and then you know, uh, thanks guys over there for for ho- homing our show on your website. We really appreciate that. Um, and that's really about it. All right, well, party on, Wayne. Thanks, everyone. Bye. They come from butts.